Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, the tens. We've got tens of listeners now, I've decided. No, that's not true. Um, are you talking about the listener or are we not allowed to talk about them? The listener? You said someone messaged saying we have a listener. Yeah, I mean, it is my friend. I was just look, trying to remember my dreams from this week to talk about. You've had loads of mad ones. Yeah, yeah. I also, um, this morning, tried using a dictaphone for the first time to so I could just am like you know chatter about what my dreams are oh did you um don't know if did that's what actually it's, well Have you uh, to it? i had three dreams but i woke up well you know after the first dream i was like oh maybe i should i, should, I can't remember i think the first dream i just didn't even i sort of remembered but i woke up from the second dream and remembered the first dream as well but i was just too sleepy to even try and operate yeah the phone, so i just didn't bother and then later I woke up again after another dream and it wasn't a very interesting one but it was interesting that oh, I, damn. at the very end of it but as I started saying it I actually remembered other bits so it's also kind of strange because you then have to sort of retell it again or you know that the, the recalling isn't linear at all. But there's been some in the week though <laughs> I don't know if you want to say or <laughs> actually don't you can't some no. of them you really shouldn't <laughs> you could kind of do an emission like you could uh just admit bits of it or take out who it was. <laughs> That's one of them involves me. It's <laughs> really work, doesn't it? If you say take out who it was and then say it was you. <laughs> That's uh, let's just skip over that. <laughs> that whole episode. <laughs> Um, that's the trouble as well. Also, I've recorded it and now I don't remember at all what the dream was this morning. So, Oh, don't you? No. What, even having said it, that's weird. Because yeah, usually if I've feel... told it to someone, it helps me remind, it reminds me of what it was. I can read you, not that one, but some of the dreams you sent me. You sent me a long one yesterday. Um, you sent me a few this week. So you said, I was in a shop, some kind of IT equipment place, maybe. I won't read stuff out if it's too, <laughs> if it gets too weird. I was friendly with the owner, maybe, and was trying to be helpful and picked up the post, which was stuck in the left box. I love this. And one of the letters was from me. So a letter to yourself? No, no, no. But, I think, what I, I feel it was like I was complaining that their things didn't work or something like that. And I'm like, well, look, this is why, you know, you didn't get back to me. You're not even checking your post. Oh, I see. So yeah. you'd written to this company. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that was why they hadn't fixed my problem. Later, I was in a small cafe and somehow I'd been given two fat envelopes. I opened them and it was a pair of my trousers that I recognised as mine, but no note who they were from and I was a bit puzzled. Second envelope contained another pair of trousers which felt like mine, but I didn't recognise. <laughs> That's brilliant. What kind of trousers also, were they? The, well, the second ones were chinos and they had oh. like beige ones that I wouldn't really wear. Yeah, you don't wear beige chinos. I, I don't and think I've had, ever they... seen you in a beige chinos. <laughs> They had grass stains on, on the back as well. So like someone had been sort of sliding down a hill or something. In them. So someone had borrowed them, slid down I a hill, know. put them in an envelope. Yeah. And it was also funny because, um, I mean, I didn't know what was going to be in it because it was just, I mean, they couldn't conceivably have fitted in the envelope because it was just like a normal C5 or whatever envelope, um, C4. And, um, but, you know, we opened it up and it was a full pair of trousers that would have fitted me, which would full not have fitted in the envelope. But I was also kind of like, because it was, but it was a big squishy envelope, you know, when you get an envelope and you're like, oh, there's something good mm. in here. And I'm like, oh, it's a pair of my trousers. But then the second one, I was expecting, I was expecting it to be something different. I wasn't expecting, you know, if you got <laughs> Trousers if you got again. Envelope. Yeah. And it was trousers <laughs> again. 
And as I say, I sort of like unfolded them and I saw these grass stains and I was like, I just don't think these are my trousers. So who's posting me trousers in my dream? Is there anyone else there? Um, yeah, there were people in the cafe. Oh, I, was, okay. I, I, was, I, mean, I think there was this girl as well that I was chatting to. Yeah, wait, you haven't got to that. Oh, okay. Outside the cafe, I was getting tea with some girl. It felt like a date and she was miffed as we were sitting around a rubbish bin, even though there were nice tables and chairs outside the cafe on lush astroturf. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like it was like really, you know, like deep, squishy astroturf rather than like that plasticky, very plasticky sort of soft, uh, like hard okay. stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what was going on. It was like a little sort of cul-de-sac-y kind of area where uh, sort of cute cafe could exist. I don't remember my dreams yesterday. Um, I've just been so because I'm back at back at work, back at school. And it's just so full on. Like before, I just wasn't doing anything. So I was sleeping really badly. And I was, I've been going to bed at nine. Wow. I've been asleep by, well, by 11 or half 10, one of the nights, which is very early for me. And getting getting a train at quarter to eight. Blah. But I haven't, I haven't missed any of the trains. One I almost did. I just scrolled back and I found there was a dream where previously in the week about cafes, but uh, I didn't yeah. want to talk about my dream. Oh. <laughs> but I can can say you, is there of, any of it you can say? Yeah, just in my dream, I was I was in this kind of coffee shop and it had these very nice uh, pastel tiled walls in different colours. And there was a large wall of sort of tins of Chinese tea. Um, that's, that's it. That's all you can say. <laughs> and you said that you were in a cafe too. Did I? What does it say? I can't find it. Um, wait, no, that's real life. Oh, no, no, in your dream. Um, at a party, sort of, at a cafe, and you're waiting for food, and there was an atmosphere of disaster, oh. like we had survived something bad, oh. and there was a little kid who was sat on, sitting on my lap waiting for their porridge. Oh, yeah. I could feel the weight of them and was feeling really protective. Oh, yeah. Is that all I said? I think there was more to that dream, but maybe I didn't say, and now I've forgotten. Yeah. But I do, I, yeah, I had that like child dream where it was someone else's child, but I was like, I could, yeah, I can feel like that feeling of holding a little kid, mm, a broody dream. What do you think about taking drugs specifically to dream? Should we turn that into a whole yeah. episode? So one of my friends. I'm not very experienced to talk about that. Me neither. But so... He recommended this was, was saying that there's this five HTP. That's what supplement. I take. Oh, that's not to it. take dreams. That's like that's to just help with sleep, is it? Well, it helps me with depression, honestly. Like, oh, really? um, so last winter, I I always get depressed in winter. I mean, I right. I get depression anyway, but like I get it bad when it's like I think it was like November, and I just got in this thing and I just kept feeling really low and I was kind of getting teary and I said to my colleague friend that I was feeling like that and he just sort of mentioned like do you get sad as in seasonal affective disorder and I was like yeah definitely 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 um and he said well I do too he's Australian so doubly so being over here but um he said that um have you tried 5-HTP which is this supplement and I was like, well, it's worth trying. Like, if it's just something you can just get, like in Holland and Barrett, it's worth trying. And honestly, I've been taking it. I just have one. When I was feeling a bit more rubbish, I was taking two 
I've been taking one every day and I genuinely it's not just sleeping but I feel more level I feel less like I get less kind of dips and depressions um than I used to I definitely feel like I I'm kind of more okay and especially like during lockdown and things I just haven't I haven't ever felt like that really low thing that I used to get to even if I felt it I've just kind of come out of it um and what it is is just it's tryptophan which you get like it's in Turkey it's why after Thanksgiving and Christmas you get this kind of sleepiness because it's got lots of tryptophan in Turkey and a few other food but it's quite hard for us to get it but also it increases your serotonin levels so if you've got tryptophan I think that will like trigger your serotonin levels I just gen I believe um that I have slightly lower serotonin or maybe I just don't produce it as well and that's part of my problem with like getting depressed but also sleeping badly um it's definitely helped me and I've never taken antidepressants because I haven't really wanted to go down that route but I obviously Mm -hmm. do have like a little I just need like a little boost and even Mm -hmm. when my dad gets the same and I told him about it and I didn't think that he would Mm -hmm. try it but he has like a few months ago and he sent me a text saying oh my god it works he gets really low so yeah it doesn't change your dreams it's not that extreme it's just a supplement and it'll just boost your do you sleep more soundly though yeah it helps my sleep definitely right interesting yeah, I don't know what else would. Well, I've heard that it, 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 once you get onto certain websites, because I've been sort of doing dream research, there's all these websites trying to sell you galantamine. Galantamine? I don't know. Well, anyway, I... lots of once you start looking at dream websites at mm. all, there's a lot of adverts for this galantium. Galantium. I think I think I've got what well, this is the trouble. I get things mispronounced in my mind, and then I keep mispronouncing them. I've got it's no mine. I don't know. I'm going to paste it to you so you can. Okay. So I can have a go at mispronouncing it as well. Yeah. I almost sent someone else. Oh no! Just a random <laughs> drug. Here, try this. <laughs> but have you tried your glasses yet? Do they not? Are they not supposed to no, induce dreams? No, I haven't. Well, they just scare me. Yeah, they should induce psychosis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, coma. No, no, psychosis. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Putting it it's on. It's an art project. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, I've made a pair of. So ages ago, I went to this conference. You haven't sent me anything. I sent you it via WhatsApp. Oh, okay. I should have probably sent you in this. Gallant to mind. Gallant. But it's like, how do you say, uh, well, if I say it, you'll say it differently. Not paracetamol, but. Aspirin. No. <laughs> the generic thing. Not as the other one. You take paracetamol or you take... Ibuprofen. Oh, so you say it different. Say it again. Ibuprofen. <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> That's <laughs> just wrong. <laughs> but my, my parents had this habit when I was growing up of just saying things differently to everyone else around me. So I'd always pronounce things and people would be like, that's not how everyone else says it. And they'd say, ibuprofen. No, they say ibuprofen, but everyone else says ibuprofen. So I think drug names, just no one knows how to say them is what I'm trying to say. 
So that yeah. could be galantamine or it could be galantamine. <laughs> anyway, aren't you, isn't there things for lucid dreaming that you can train yourself? Yeah. You have to like wake train. yourself up and things. I don't, the thing is, I just have such difficulty sleeping. I hate the thought of any of these experimental things because it's just hard for me to just get into a regular thing where I can actually sleep and feel okay and not have nightmares. Right. Um, I don't really like the idea of lucid dreams. It just freaks me out a bit. And it doesn't sound very relaxing either. It sounds a bit I, stressful. I mean, I find when most of the time when I have, when dreams get too weird or too bad, that's when I tend to take over. But what tends to happen oh. is it's... Um, How controlling. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it tends to be that uh, you wake up as well. It's hard It's hard to kind of fix things and then carry on with the dream. You know, so if someone's attacking you and you just put them in a cage or something like that, you, you tend not to be that you can't you just carry on with the dream after that. Oh. It would tend to be that things get more chaotic and you just wake up. All right. Have you ever had a recurring dream? Yeah. Have you? Well, you uh, said you go to the same place. Yeah, I have that a lot where there's like same places, although often sort of slightly adapted and different. Mm. So we were, were trying to um, interpret these dreams that we sent each other. So what's the sending trousers thing about? I don't know. You we did buy some clothes that were like those pop-up t-shirt things. Yeah. That's what it made me think of. I mean, I, I, it was an, an act, the first pair of trousers I recognised was an actual pair, which I bought oh. in, in New York from Scotch. So why were, we, why were, were you dreaming about them? And, well, I got a bit fat and, and didn't <laughs> really wear them for a long time. I don't know whether I'd fit in them okay. now. They were always a bit tight. And they oh, also wow. have an, a, a, an enormous amount of buttons. It's like, huh. like men's trousers often have just one button and a fly that zips or that has button flies. This has, I think... Two buttons on the inside that you secure, and a kind of hooking oh, no. clasp, and oh, then a button again those. on the outside. They're the so, worst for when you put on a bit of weight. They just never yeah. fit ever because <laughs> they're always a bit tight to begin with, and then you just put on a tiny bit and you just can't do them up anymore. Yeah, yeah, they're probably yeah. meant for like I've got a few of those. Or fifteen-year-old boys or something <laughs> like that. But they're trying to look cool and look a bit kind of, you know future retro kind of street urchin from the sort of 1920s style or something. That sounds like a bouche thing. Yeah. <laughs> something that um, the thing he would wear. Vince. That's the one where he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to get skinny enough to fit in the skinny jeans because he's been invited <laughs> to play with that band and he just goes around in a wheelchair so he doesn't <laughs> his legs just withering away. <laughs> doesn't he get trapped in his trousers or something? I don't know. Can't remember. Um, yeah, well, I had this really horrific one. I feel hesitant to sort of read it out loud, that one that I told you about, because it makes me sound like a horrendous person. But it wasn't even as bad as some of my... Because I think that's the thing about nightmares, is that it's not really what's happening, it's the feel of them. Like, something very mild can be happening. Well, not mild, but... So I dreamt that these people, a man and a woman... Uh, were taken by the authorities and they were tortured and then crucified. And in the dream, I saw their bodies like, fall off these crosses and they were like, bodies were like 
so mutilated that they were kind of moldy and they slid off. It's just horrendous. Like it was the kind of thing, it was like when in the dream where I was sort of watching it, it was horrifying, but it wasn't as horrifying as it sounds when you're awake. But when I woke, I was like, what? It just came, it seemed to come from nowhere. I haven't been, I haven't seen anything like that. I don't know. It doesn't relate to anything. I was going to say, so you haven't seen any horror films that have anything sort of in that? No. And it doesn't mean anything to me, like that kind of imagery. I don't know. And I wasn't like the very, it was a feeling of passivity. It wasn't like I wasn't in danger. It was just like these people, like the state was kind of doing these things to these people. But it wasn't even a fear of like, oh, I'm living in a corrupted place. It was just this was happening. It was almost like watching a film. Uh, how else has, how has your week been? Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you just been at home and that's it? Have you been anywhere? I went to university. Oh, yeah, you went in. Yeah. In, so in. That was interesting. Yeah, that Is that was the first time? Yeah, it's the first time being wow. in uh, lockdown. And it's still pretty much shut down. It's really, I did, when, like, they told us that, um, that it was really only our group and cohort that has an exhibition or anything going on. And I was like, oh, oh. they're just saying that to make us feel special. <laughs> but yeah, no, when I got there, like, everything's closed. Oh. Was, yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even drop off a library book. For some reason, the library has a has a kind of post box that you can drop yeah. off your books but it's inside the library and the doors to it are closed <laughs> like why don't they have an out of hours drop box i guess because they think people would just chuck uh, matches through there would they oh they would, or no maybe oh i don't know too many anarchists <laughs> just be like, let's burn all the books knowledge is a <laughs> weapon <laughs> and i wish to remain ignorant so it's ignorant ignorance is I, a weapon well, <laughs> So is a gun. Uh, is there, why is no other courses there? What about them? They don't matter. Yeah. You're just more important. I think it's because where we're situated, that we're, that, that building is quite separate. Uh, and the other departments do shows in that building, but they're not based in that building. Okay. Yeah. How's your week? Just, well, exhausting. We had the kids came back on Thursday. But it was just year seven and they were all just terrified. I mean, then to them, it's new, all new anyway. But I mean, uh, well, other years were there, but I didn't see them. I just saw this tutor group. But everything is just mad. Like apparently the other year groups were badly behaved. One girl got excluded on her first day back. <laughs> I can't say why, but it's so funny. <laughs> Maybe I'll bleep it out. I'm going to bleep it. I'm going to tell you and then I'll bleep it out. Oh, this is going to be annoying. I'm going to do this. The fact she, that it happened, you're going to have to edit this all out. <laughs> Brilliant. But the new, the new ones are very cute. Um, but it's just like, yeah, we have to sanitize every time we go in a classroom, sanitize every time we go out. And then every time we leave a classroom, we have to like clean all the, wipe down all the tables. Ah, there's an alien light. <laughs> it's like I'm a cat in your. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm doing. Teasing the cat. <laughs> um, You're the most. It's like I, I, I point instead of pointing the laser at the floor, you point at the ceiling, and she still wants to capture it but can't oh, get up there. That's mean. Where is she? She's just down in the chair. She's been just unbothered. Just been trying to sit on all my paperwork. Oh, that's fair enough. That's annoying. Get back and push her off. She is Sorry, interrupted. 
Um, yeah, and oh my god, so did you? Yeah, this Charlie Kaufman film. <laughs> this has come out. I really want to talk about it, people, but it's people were yeah. Oh, it's new. It's hard to talk about if some, no one's seen it, and also if you haven't seen it, and also like don't want to give things away to our right. listener. <laughs> you may not have watched it. <laughs> it's very bleak, but I mean, he usually is. Did you see Synecdoche, New York? Yeah, but I can never pronounce it. Yeah. No, well, I I'd only like know. To watch that again. Yeah, I, well, I kind of would, except I remember watching it with my brother, and afterwards we were so depressed and confused that we were like, oh my God, I, I need a holiday or something. Like, we were just like, that was, it was just relentless. Um, I think it's it, really long as well. Yeah, really long. Yeah. Um, this one's not quite as crazy as that, but was pretty bleak. <laughs> maybe at the end I was just like oh Charlie are you all right <laughs> like this doesn't sound like someone uh but it's got it's dreamlike so it is interesting because it's like uh well I don't think we talked about it on here in the end but I was saying about how Inception was just crap because it just wasn't to me very dreamlike mm. whereas like David Lynch I think captures perfectly that nightmare world <laughs> like is feels like you're watching a dream because things just kind of people change morph into other people like places become other places you know there's no yeah. kind of facts to things people just things just sort of happen in a very dream like way super dreamlike, but, it, one of the things but it does, does to me well he, he certainly me. he breaks rules that hollywood have i feel well. like it's closest to me in film that to watching someone's nightmare <laughs> like an actual dream like Lost Highway and yeah, so anyway, Charlie Kaufman well, like, like, like the that. bit where he sort of says, "Call me," and he's. I can't really remember. Stuff. Yeah, well, just like generally the way that he does, you know, like people becoming other people and things. That's very yeah. dreamlike thing where you're like, you were sort of you, but then you were someone else, and yeah, um, and you're never. There's no. It's not linear. It's just like a thing happens and a thing happens. It's not like a story. Yeah. Um, so this film's a bit like that. It just has some sequences that are just like, wow, that is weird. <laughs> Very freaky. Um, but I don't want to kind of give it away. <laughs> What's the name of it? Um, I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it was good, I think. I mean, you have to like that kind of thing. If you just think he's really pretentious, then you won't enjoy it. Well, if you think that Charlie Kaufman's really pretentious and boring, then you're not going to be listening to this podcast on the Science of Sleep because yeah. Gundry's worked with him and he's similar. But he's a bit more sort of funny. He's not, he's uh, playful and not bleak, I think, Gundry. Oh, I steer the conversation around to it. I mean, that's assuming that I'm, what? that's what you're about to just now talk about. Oh, yeah, I was going to say welcome to <laughs> <laughs> the Science of Sleep. Where we are discussing the Santa Sleep podcast, Sleep with the No, what was it called? Sleep. <laughs> sleep Minute. Sleep is another podcast that you may be listening yes, to. Yes, 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 yes. Which is excellent. Uh, oh, wait, I discovered more podcasts. Yeah, I listened to the Gemma Collins podcast. That's <laughs> your other oh, reporter. Oh, God, there's it? this one student who got wind of the fact that I'm called Gemma Collins. And like quite a few students did and they were just like, haha, it's funny. This kid is a really irritating child. 
and started saying, this was about a year ago, figured it out and was like, who, Gemma, Gemma Collins. And like started shouting my name, like if you saw me in the corridor or something. And I was like, the first time I was like, ha yeah, that is my name. <laughs> and then he did it over and over and over and over again. So I was like, okay, enough now, not funny anymore. And literally, that was like a year ago. We haven't seen them for months, months, and months, and months. I wasn't even in the classroom. I walked down the corridor, past the room that he was in, from the other side of the room. I just heard, Gemma! I was like, oh, God, we're back. <laughs> and it's annoying, because I have a very ordinary name. And until now, it was just wasn't anything that kids could do anything with. Like, there's no, you can't make it into a funny nickname. Like, yeah. Collins is not like, ha, ah, like, doesn't sound like anything rude. You should, um... Dragging me into the mud. You should, you should uh, meet up and have a, do an episode. Get, get so, on as a guest. Was it genuinely good? No. Like, funny? Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was it, like, um, funny in an ironic way, or was it, like, actually? It's kind of, yeah, it kind of is quite funny. I can't tell to what extent this is an act... That's what I'm kind of caught in, because it is a bit over the top. Yeah. Oh, it's like an act. Explaining. I've read about her. She's de- yeah. She's definitely going on a persona. Right. Well, I guess, but to what extent it is? Yeah. You know, if you're probably just an exaggerated version of yeah. herself, right? Hmm. <laughs> I can't believe you actually 14 to it. minutes as well. So. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, because um, I'm I'm quite a fan of short podcasts. We've got this. I'm not. I like to uh, get yeah. to know people. Hmm. Well, I feel like after 205 episodes, we're, we're, we're <laughs> sick of us. something about us, yeah. Did you listen to any of that linguistic one? <laughs> you I wait for me to, to say it. I know, because I haven't done anything. It's like, uh, did you do? I'm too like, busy. No, I, I just did uni work and work, work. Oh, I listened to that murder one, and I wish I had because I got obsessed. <laughs> My favourite murder, but it was very good. Um, so we're on minute 10. I hope we are, because otherwise I've watched the wrong minute. That's what I've got. Yeah. Okay. So, welcome back to <laughs> Signs of Sleep. Uh, and there was a lot of French in the beginning, and I still can't get figure out how to get the subtitles. So, you're going to have to say the first bit. What I've just written, he starts explaining the task that Stefan has to do, but I didn't really get all of it. Yeah. Well, he, he says... Um... The name of the cretin who sends out this crapping calendar goes here. Okay. The text, the text comes from the typesetting machine. Oh. And he's kind of like, what is that? And he's like, that revolting machine over there. And then he's explaining more things and sort of music fades in. Yeah. But is the machine revolting? I don't know. It I think they, that's a I, mistranslation. I that's a mistranslation. I, I think he just says that sort of like, stupid machine, that, that, or, that, or that crazy, machines. yeah. Right, right. Um, but I thought he said... Um, did he say something about a photocompo? Yeah, so sort of, yeah. you're sort of composing. Yeah. The, the, you're the photocopying. Photocopy yeah. Yeah, from the. From the well, I like the way that this music comes. The music's quite creepy. Like, yeah. But also, I think. Of clarinet. I don't know, but it may be like that would be when you are in a foreign country and you're trying to. This is how I felt sometimes in France. And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I speak French. And then they start saying something, and we're like, Oh, just Stefan's <laughs> face is just perfect, and just like you might as well just be playing this music, just be like, oh, I'm just completely blanking now. And once you start blanking, and you've lost it, you've lost it, yeah. and then you might as well just. Have... So I thought, 
that'd be quite good if you could just stick that music on when you just feel uncomfortable and someone's just talking and just like, mm. <laughs> just um, fade out. and he just goes, Capito, on Stefan's face. Yes. Yeah. Like, no. He looks so troubled. It says um, my mother told me that this job is. And then yeah, he's stopped. like, well, no, the, the way he says it, he's like, really? <laughs> Again, this is just so, makes me sympathise with him because. I mean, it's, I'm a bit ashamed because I lived in France for a long time. But in my defense, I worked in an English bookshop. I was around Americans and English people all day, every day. And this is the thing, which we'll get to in a minute. It's not easy learning French in France. They just don't like, they just don't let you. They're not forgiving and they just are not happy for you to try out um, <laughs> like practice because you just make a mistake and they just won't have it. <laughs> Anyway, so and the way he's English or they just yeah, which yeah. I'll, I'll get to in a minute. But the way he says his way he's speaking is exactly like me. Like, just like I'm really trying to try. I I want to say something more complicated than I'm able to. So he's just like Emma Dika, Emma Dika, Montrevaille, and then he's just like Paulette Bunyan, and then he's just like speaks pidgin Spanish. Like no, no, like. No, I don't speak Spanish, but kind of saying it in Spanish, right? Or like yeah. crappy Spanish. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, English very well. It's just like, you bloody don't speak English very well. And this is what happens. Like, you try and speak French, but particularly in Paris, I only know about Paris, really. Um, you speak French, and then they just stop you, and they just go, oh, no, no, I speak English. It's like, you fucking don't. But they're so <laughs> arrogant. They just be like, no. I speak English better than your French. And like, it really isn't. And then you just have to have this like halting but conversation you know? with them because I'd hear them and they couldn't speak English. Yeah, but it's they're thinking about your French. That's what no, I mean. my French was better than this. this. is what I mean. Like the way he says that <laughs> right. is not better than what Stefan is saying. And Medicia, mon travail, say blah, blah, blah. That's fine. He says that English very well. He can't even say that I speak English in a proper, like... Right. He's even got that. That's so classic. No. No, because my mother told me that she said that my work is to speak Spanish. No. No, 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 English, very well. Oh, good, yes. good. Picture one is a duck. And me too. A, B, C, G, I, J, K, L, L, M, N, O, P, Q, A, S, G, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Do you Impossible. think if you go outside of Paris, it's it's better? Because I, I feel like okay. I've also ended up in, pa in places in France where you say something in English and they just have like, no yeah. idea, just shrug and don't even respond to you after that. Yeah, well, that's just as hard. Yeah, they probably do speak English as well. They're just, just very, uh, they're just very angry. But like, I actually got like properly shouted at these horrible guys. I was talking, I wasn't even talking to them. I was outside my flat. And I was talking to my friend who is English. So we were speaking in English. And these people, they were young people, students, came past and had a go at us because we were speaking English. And they were basically saying, get the fuck out of our country. Like, if you can't speak French, you just be like, I'm having a private conversation with my friend. And, like, the good thing was that he was fluent in French and he just, like, wiped them out. And he just had this, like, whole, like, debate with them about you know, languages and accepting people and things like that. But I just felt really angry and frustrated because it's like, well, yeah, I can't speak French very well, but 
so what? <laughs> so anyway, search no geese, guy speaks English. It's in the English very says, well. He says picture one is a duck. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, exactly. He can't speak English. That's the joke. That's the joke, and that's the point I'm making. He's like, I yeah, see, I speak see. English. He doesn't speak English. Like none of them right. do. But like right, right. they're claim, you know. But where do you think picture one is? Stefan is. Stefan's Spanish. I mean, he's Mexican, so he's like, they're both going to be speaking a bit of English. Like, it's not like he's. Yeah. Prob- yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Picture one is a duck. I suppose yeah, because you're think- you having a learning to read book. This is in this picture, but you wouldn't. You shouldn't say picture one is a duck. Surely you'd just be like duck. Anyway, <laughs> and I then like. But yeah. maybe there's some sort of like, you know, that in France, everyone is taught, you know, that's yeah, like from the same. One, and you're just like, you have to talk about this duck all the time. Well, it's like a Eddie Izzard's like the sound should on love. Isn't it? Doesn't he have that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Like, and the ma tante, something, something about my aunt. That's the phrase that you always learn in French. Right. My dad um, had this, like this tapes that he used to listen to. And it was like Philippe de Riva, Maison et ses grandes belles. And just oh. like that went on for so long. It just like, <laughs> just kept repeating that for years. Did you ever use it? No, because oh. my name's not Philip and I haven't <laughs> arrived at a large, beautiful house. Oh dear. Cassettes as well. It must be really annoying because you just have to listen through or just keep rewinding. You can't yeah. keep playing the same bit. Anyway, Serge then like leaps up so enthusiastic. He's so enthusiastic. He's like, me too. <laughs> and he really can't. He's just like, says the alphabet and he says it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he misses out the FGH. <laughs> Which I don't know, because why? Because it's not know. like it's different in French. Just excitable as well. Yeah, it's just really excitable. Um, and just, there was a picture of a sunset behind a poster of a, a cliff with a sunset behind it and people jumping off the cliff. It's one of those like cheesy motivational posters. But how, wow, is that motivational if you're jumping off a cliff? Well, presumably they're jumping off into the sea, are they? Yeah, they're I guess just so. Jumping off <laughs> kind of mutual suicide. A death. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's not many interesting things in the office. I was trying to look for some things in the background. It's, it's all kind of generally interesting, but hard to pull out specifics. Is it? I feel like it's yeah. just very, just boring office thing. Well, there's a lot of calendars around, which yeah. you know, you'd expect, you know, printmaking. Yeah. Calendars, but none of them are particularly exciting. There was one of like a pig I noticed on top of that oh. sort of uh, stack of books. Or at least I presume it's a calendar and it's a pig's face. And there's also one of those little um, sort of are they like German men where you pull the string and their arms go up. What are they called? I don't know what they're called, but you know, they're so things <laughs> they're like little wooden dolls. German and men. And I think they're German. And, and, oh. and their arms go up. Yeah. Mm, I remember having one of them. By the teletype machine, or the, the printmaking machine, whatever it is. And this is um, a bit, so I don't know what he says here because there's two words could be and they mean very different things. He says, "Am I supposed to be assigned to a new calendar collection?" Stefan says. I think that's the next. Oh yeah, yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, and I'm then supposed to design a new calendar collection. My and then Guy's, uh, yeah, and then Guy says, "Oh no, no, no," and then he's like, "Oh putain," and and then he either says "a narcissist" or "an an artist." In the subtitles. Does he call him an? An artist? I thought he was calling him a narcissist. I couldn't no, hear. No, he says, he says, fuck an artist, he won't last. Yeah, and Peter. Um, and then there's, I think there's a continuity error, like jump, because he crosses the room, and I don't think you'd notice if it, it's not like very interesting. But I think if you were just watching it, you wouldn't notice, because 
Guy comes across the room. He's like kind of in this puppy dog way. He's like jumping on. He's like, oh, Peter. And he's walking towards Stefan. And mm. then it cuts back to where he was standing before in exactly the same position. So it's like they filmed that bit where they were having a conversation uh, where he's right. going to speak Spanish. And then he's over there. And then he's suddenly, yeah, it doesn't work. I don't think you'd notice that if you weren't watching it frame by frame as we are. Right, right. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, because it's like the, they're then looking at the, the shot in the opposite direction. So they would have had to do several takes. And Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't. Which I remember, I mean, obviously everyone knows that now, but I remember not knowing that. Like I remember before I knew that, just watching TV and watching films and just being like, okay, they're just, you just don't think about it. You're just like, oh, we're looking at it from this perspective. And the truth yeah. is they have to film the same scene like the same lines of dialogue over and over and over and over and over again in exactly the same way from different angles. Yeah. Well, I very rarely explain. do they do, like sometimes they have a style where they just do it like a play and they just film it right out and they have, or they have like multi-camera, I suppose, so that then they're filming at the same time. But otherwise, yeah, they have to, that's so hard. And they have to film out of sequence. So when you're imagining like an actor, you're sort of thinking they're becoming this part but it's not like being on stage where they're just kind of doing it. They're doing a tiny bit of this thing over and over and over again. And then like the end of the film and then what? I don't know how they do it. In, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Jesse Buckley breaks the fourth wall a few times in a really interesting way. Like a kind of, in a kind of flea baggy way actually. But it's quite, it makes it, it adds to the, this sort of dream like idea it's very odd like she, they're just sitting talking in a car for quite a long time and then she just kind of like looks behind her as if someone's sitting in the back seat but no one's there and then the camera is there so you're just she's just looks right at you just for a moment and then back again it's just like what and it gives you this thing of like oh you just it makes you feel really like oh like you've kind of been invaded somehow. It's like, oh, you, I didn't think you knew I was watching. It's a feeling right. very strange. And she it's does it another time where she's like, just flicks her eyes to the camera and back again. Weird. Another thing which on that sort of idea is with, um, with you, when you were here, you tried out that, uh, my... <gasps> so cool. Big headset yeah. They make 3D, 360 films and movies like this mm. and there's not tons of it but I, Mr. Robot had an episode done like that oh, yeah. and it tends to to my mind be kind of confusing because you're kind of like there but you don't really feel like you're there right and if they do anything where they're like talking to you it's like yeah. you, you feel even less connected because you can kind of like be looking you know if you're looking yeah. at something else and they're talking like they're looking at you and they're not oh creepy but the flip side sort of is sometimes in games which are becoming sort of in some ways more like interactive movies they yeah. sometimes have it like that where they kind of like the character just stands around sort of the uh, sort of non-player character just stands around waiting forever and, and until i mean they might sort of nudge you in some sort of verbal sort of thing like that but um they don't uh they don't it's kind of like they're waiting for you to do something you know like open a door or something and then they can say the line and they can also sometimes you know they wait until you look ah. at them so there's sort of interesting things like that. Yeah. Where um, it does kind of, uh, 
I used to have this freaky thing and I'm not I'm gonna be able to explain it now and it's just gonna sound pretentious because I was quite young when I had this thought and it seemed really profound at the time but it was after I'd watched and this was like in the 90s a program about virtual reality and it was one this is what I was expecting it to be like the headset where it was like that really early one where there was kind of nothing there and it wasn't much to do but you just kind of in this sort of room and uh, and everything was just kind of black around you just like darkness and the person doing it was just like I found it very lonely <laughs> and it really freaked me out for some reason and I thought that um, there's this strange it oh how am I going to explain this of this idea of living in a in a virtual world there's two things one where it's kind of like you're living in a virtual world and you are virtually around other people but you're not you're just on your own that's just really scary to me because it's just like you're literally just in a room on a machine and you're not really in contact with anyone it's just really lonely and strange and then the other thing is that thing you're saying where you're like like in computer games where there are people around that don't do anything until you talk to them and they're just standing there or there's like limits to the world and you can kind of walk around but if you don't interact with those things then nothing happens but if life is like that where or if it was it just really freaks me out this idea that there's a sort of edge to things and if you just kind of wander off into that edge there just will be nothing I think there's a name for this fear there isn't endless backdrop it's just where you are so if you're in a building there's a stairway there's just kind of the stairway and then outside of that stairway there's just kind of nothing so is this this is like what your solipsism isn't it this this is that oh, I mean, it's a kind of yes like, yeah so it's the, the idea that the world exists only for you because in a game it does yeah you know there's no real world it's just it's just the world is created to stimulate mm. your senses i don't like it gives me a strange like almost like that childhood fear you know of like you the when you realize i don't know big things about life and <laughs> death and like why we're here that kind of like what what is the point and what is the purpose like what are we doing and if we're not doing those things what's the point yeah. like if we don't follow those rules and we don't go through that doorway the wikipedia then... page says um it's been it, it occurs when you have uh, long periods of isolation yeah it's apparently particularly a problem for astronauts and cosmonauts oh yeah i could imagine that imagine if you were because if you were alone in space yeah i would just look down at the earth and just think it's not real after a while wouldn't you yes the brain in the jar argument is also kind of strongly related to this oh right brain in the jar so maybe, maybe you're just a brain in a jar you like know, in futurama of things yeah but you don't actually uh, uh, oh, I don't like it. You just oh no oh. <laughs> that's one of those things actually it's also quite strange in games that quite often they don't have the body um i've been playing a lot of mirror's edge um, catalyst yes that's what it's called and it's strange because she there's quite but a you're lot just of floating no no i mean in, yeah very often in games you're just like a camera so if you look down, there's no there's no legs and or body. Um, <laughs> there's but, a great yeah, sorry. That's but they've been a... making there's I think more and more games have made it where you do actually have the body. Um, 
Yeah, because that's a bit freaky. There's a great bit in the Charlie Kaufman film where <laughs> the David Seal character, he's really funny. He's the boyfriend's dad and um, the girl's talking, she's the girlfriend saying that she's an artist and she paints these pictures and they're of landscapes, but they're melancholy. <laughs> the dad is like this whole <laughs> argument of like, oh, I don't understand conceptual art kind of thing. And he's just like, well, how can a landscape be melancholy if and I'd have to have someone there looking looking sad? Otherwise, how would I know that it's melancholy? And she's just like, yeah, I mean, that is an interesting point. Like, I do have to struggle with that. And she's trying to kind of explain how you can kind of make a landscape be melancholy without a human being being melancholy in it, right? And then she shows him this picture and she's like, this is one that I took looking at this house and, uh, and in this kind of mood. And he's like, but then why, you know, I still think that there should be the person who is looking at the house, like there should be the person sitting there. And she's like, but if you, <laughs> if I'm the one doing it, I wouldn't see myself, would I? I'd just see what's in front of me. And he's like, well, I'm not a ghost. Like I could see myself. I'm here. I'm solid. And she's just like, yeah, but you're like looking at something you don't see yourself sitting there so you're not yeah. going to include myself with the painting it's just a really like kind of mindfuck of an argument because he has a point but at the same time it's just that's just a really human thing isn't it it's like yeah we don't need to have a person looking sad in it to know that it's melancholy but why that is actually quite interesting and also if we're painting what we're seeing or taking a photo of what we're seeing yeah we're not in it and he's well, like well at least do... you can see your feet and he's like yeah but she's like but yeah but i'm not gonna paint my feet like <laughs> just the legs forward. it's just so funny yeah. this is really well delivered for how he does it but yeah and how but is it... it how is it a landscape melancholy without there being someone in it it's interesting anyhow um so he says he's an artist so that's why he's annoyed about Stefan, going back to that. Anyway, not a narcissist. He's just like, oh, Putin, I'm a narcissist. He's just like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, you're not going to be doing that. And that's it, isn't it? The end of that minute? Yeah. I think he just says uh, something he, like, my mum. He won't last long. Oh, is he? <laughs> that's what I got it as. Oh. Because he says the, the age now. But, Poor little um, Stefan. It's like an artist. He won't last long. Right. Should we wrap it up? If you, yeah. Minute ten, if you if you like. Yeah. <laughs> You're nervous now to say that. Okay, so I tell you. All. <laughs> all right. See you next minute. Little pip. <laughs>